Good morning, everybody. Let's stand to our feet and let's glorify the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and end. He's the Prince of Peace, the bright morning star. Father, we invite your presence in this place. We invite the King in this place. Father, we know that you desire for us to be close to you even more than we desire to be close to you, Father. You sent your only Son to die on a cross to pay the price that we couldn't pay. So, Father, I know there's nothing that you won't do. I know that there's nothing you won't do and no, no distance you won't travel to be close to us, Father. You're just waiting for our yes. You're waiting for, Lord, us to open to you and say, Lord, have your way. So, Father, we say it right now. We give the invitation. Say, Father, have your way in this place. We know that a breakthrough is coming in this place. We know that a breakthrough is coming in this city. We know that, Father, you are wanting to move, and Lord, whatever you want us to do, here is our yes, Father.
in this place. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Maranatha, come, Lord. Come, Lord. You're a miracle-working God. You're a miracle-working God. If you're in this place and you don't see a way out, and you say there's no way out in the situation that I'm in. I don't care what it is. Whatever it is, I'm telling you right now, there's a miracle-working God that I serve, that I believe in. I've seen him do it. Time and time again over all the years that I've served him, I've seen miracles happen that were unexplainable. Oh, yeah. So you never stop believing, never stop trusting, because his timing is perfect. His timing is perfect for your miracle. Oh. Say it's holy. 
hopeless that they have never met my God and some may say it's over but it was finished on the cross and some may say it's broken but the healers in the room and some may say it's hopeless but I know God's about to do you believe that this morning Eternity is waiting. See your church alive. 
is a miracle in the words. And I can feel it. Oh, there's revival in the church. And I believe it. Jehovah Rapha, 
Every heart breaks 
Still being loose, God, we believe. Yes, we can see it. That wonders still what you do. Oh, bodies are still being raised. Giants are still being slain. God, we believe. Yes, we can see it, that wonders are still what you do. We are here 
When you move, healing is coming in this room. Miracles happen when you move. Heaven is coming. Miracles happen when you move. Healing is coming in this room. Miracles happen when you move. Heaven is coming. Oh, miracles happen when you move. Healing is coming in this room. Miracles happen when you move. Heaven is. Oh, let's sing it again. Oh, healing is coming in this world. Heaven is coming. Heaven is coming. This is moon. This is moon. Oh, this is. This is moon. This is moon. This is
her miracle working God Just worship Him this morning. And you have a perfect timing. Yes, you always come through. So I can trust in you. Oh, yeah. Yes, you always come through. You have a perfect timing. Yes, you do, Lord. Yes, sir.
It's your breath God loves So we pour out our praise Pour out our praise It's your breath And God loves So we pour out our praise Pour out our praise It's your breath this morning.
will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing praise. Are you, Lord? All the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing praise. shout your praise our hearts will cry these bones will sing praise are you Lord it's your praise our love so we pour out our praise pour out our praise it's your You know, there was a great man of God by the name of Leonard Ravenhill, and a lot of you have heard of him. I would, I would think that most of you have heard of him. And he said this one time. He said, imagine a, one of these massive 18-wheelers coming down the road. He said, imagine the power. Imagine the beauty. It's washed up. It's nice. It's brand new. I mean, if you've ever been in a very little car and you've passed one of these vehicles, uh, it's almost intimidating. The wind that it that comes from it, it'll kind of push your car to the side. He said, and and so these things, they're so powerful, they're so massive. He said, but and the point he was trying to make is this. He said, if you find one of these parked without an engine and you you don't know there's no engine in it because of your previous experiences, you you look at it and and you feel power. You think this thing is massive, it's strong. He said, but the reality is if there's no engine in it, it's just a show, it's just for looks. There's no power there. And he said, this is a picture of a church that has no prayer meeting. And so God started speaking to me uh, about prayer this morning, about us praying together. And and I, and I so I'm, I'm, I'm talking to the Lord in my spirit. I, he's like, I want you to, to pray about prayer I'm like but God we are praying like we're a church like I'm part of four different prayer meetings that Life Churches has connections to during the week we pray before services uh, I know other churches are praying and I said God like we're praying and he said it's not about that he said it's not that my church isn't praying see I want you to listen what it says in James it says but if any of you lacks wisdom 
let him ask God who gives to all generously without reproach and it will be given to him he said but you must ask in faith without any doubting for the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea driven tossed to and fro by the winds the man who doubts ought not expect that they will receive anything from the Lord because they're like a double-minded man unstable in all their ways and this is the reality the Lord spoke to me he said it's not that my people aren't praying he said there's a lack of faith in the prayer house in the prayer meetings and he articulated to my heart if even a portion of the prayer meetings that was going on had the level of faith that Jesus is calling us to pray in we would have shook the nation a long time ago we would have shook the world you see there's faith he said if you have faith the size of a what a mustard seed and I know I know I'm not alone where I've been like God I have I, like I have more than that and he showed me he said there's a difference between our faith the faith that our mind our carnal mind like that kind of faith is based off of what we've seen what we read what we heard uh, throughout history uh, what we profess to, to believe God can do it's extended hopefulness is what it is but then there's this thing called a mustard seed of heaven's faith where this faith is released from the place of locking eyes with Jesus you're in the heavenlies you're seated with him in heavenly places and there is no doubt there's no room for doubt because you know that God can and will do the things he asked his church to pray for so this morning we're gonna pray that God would would invade his church with faith because this is the reality this needs to sink into some of your hearts faith is the currency of heaven this is the exchange that pulls heaven down to invade earth it's the faith of prayer that believes confidently that God can do all that he says he wants to do you know there was a Satanist that got born again and he tells a story and this is so powerful he said I used to astral project out of my body I was one of the the lead Satanists in this in this land he said and, and the devil would use me in such powerful ways and I'd astral project at night and I'd go over cities and regions and I'd curse them and he said the only place I had no power he said I'd come to a place and there'd be Christians gathered praying and I had no power to curse that spot none so the devil knows the power of prayer but do we are we confident that God can do all that he desires through a people he's chose to pray through so we're gonna pray that God would in he would just endue the church with the power of faith to believe the prayers that we're praying to see him because we ask for revival but do we declare it do we declare no it's coming it's coming it's coming all our family members are gonna be saved or we declare it it's a matter of time it's a matter of time there's nothing they can do about our prayers they're powerless against the prayers of a praying church so we're gonna pray that God would give us faith in our prayer meetings in our prayer services to expect not hope but go more than than that we're gonna expect that God's going to do it so father we pray in the name of Jesus this morning God we pray for a hefty dose of faith for your church God we pray that your church would become so enamored with who you are 
that God faith would be built up in the hearts of every believer God that we would no longer hope that you're going to do stuff God we know we know what you have promised we know what you have said we know you said you're faithful to the thousand generation of those who are faithful to you so we declare right now over our lost loved ones they shall be saved that there's a covenant that the God of heaven made with men and women that he said if we would be faithful to him that he would save our children he would save our our fathers our our mothers our our husbands our wives our brothers our sisters our friends God I thank you that the man of God said I'm not waiting for a move of God I am a move of God and we declare faith right now in the prayer meetings God we thank you that there's a tethering in the spirit that the men and women of God are coming together and Lord we are synchronizing ourselves with the Holy Holy Spirit and what you're doing in other churches and other nations and other regions. God, we thank you that you're bringing us into the places, God, where we can see far past our circumstances. And God, you're sharing your heart with your people. God, that your people would know that you are moving and you're moving through prayer. And God, our expectation would blow the roof off. God, that we would not consider lengthy prayers a burden, but God, we would know the longer you've called us to pray, that means the bigger the promise is going to be. That, God, we're tilling up the soil of uncultivated ground in cities and nations. God, we're tilling up the soil of uncultivated ground in relationships with people that don't know you yet. We say that don't know you yet. God, they can't do anything about the plow. They can't do anything about the plow. So, Lord, we ask for a filling of heaven's faith, God. Lord, that we would believe far beyond our mind's capacity to grasp. Lord, baptize your church in faith. That the prayer meetings would be laced in the power of faith, God. That we would partner fasting and prayer and release such faith in the earth. That we would see all that's in your heart come to pass, God. And we give you the glory for it. We bless you, Jesus. We love you so much. We honor you this morning. We turn our attention to you, God. Jesus, we turn our eyes to you this morning in Life Church. Lord, this is Life Church, but this is your church. We have brothers from another church and sisters from another church. God, we're one body. And we declare unity in this house and in this city. We declare the purposes of God come forth. Lord, we ask you to transform our hearts today. Every single person, we ask you, God. We ask you in faith, God. I can't wait to see what you do in my heart today. I can't wait, Holy Spirit. I can't wait, Holy Spirit. I can't wait. We anticipate a great move today. Something that changes generations, God. We declare healing in this house. We declare fire. We declare Holy Spirit power in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, welcome to Life Church. You guys can be seated if you'd like. I'm going to ask Pastor Justin to come up. He has an announcement to make really quickly. All right, good morning, everybody. God is good, and God is moving great. And I don't know if you haven't noticed that. I guess you've been under a rock somewhere. Because he's, God is just an amazing God, and he's done so many things. And right now, I just want to say that it has been a pleasure uh, watching everyone worship and do things and do great things. No, I'm not leaving. I'm not going anywhere. So the, the, as I said that, I was like, that sounds like I'm about to say this in my last week. All right, no. Okay. No. I've been here for 17 years. I don't, I 
God hadn't said to move yet, so uh, be on there. But we are we are just excited because we have seen God move, and He's done so many things, and things have progressed year after year. Like I said, I've been here for 17 years. When I came here, there wasn't even a band here, hardly uh, different things. We've rebuilt the band many times over and over and over, and God has always provided, and God's always done great things. If you have been here for that long, and I see a few of y'all that that have been here for that long, and and it's just encouraging and it's exciting when you look out in the congregation and you see people worshiping and things like that. And so I wanted to make an announcement that we've been trying to make for a while. We are going to be unfortunately losing uh, two of our band members, uh, Logan and Josiah. They're going to be moving on to what God is moving them to do uh, in Bible college and, and traveling the country uh, with Logan and CCI. And, and so we are saying that we will be having tryouts and if you are interested in becoming a part of the worship team it is not just a band it's not just hey i want to go play music it is a worship team that we lead the congregation you into the presence of god i take it very seriously uh you can actually anybody that knows me i take it extremely seriously of who worships god and who is a part of this team that we are uh, called on a Sunday morning and any other time that we're called on to come and lead the congregation, you, into the presence of God. It is not that we can do anything for you. It's not that we can heal you or we can, we can do something special with the way we sing or the way we play that's going to change everything. No, we're just ushering the presence of God in so that you can be in the presence of God and that you can experience the one that performs the miracles, not us. And so we are, and uh, not not this Sunday, not next Sunday, but the next. Uh, I'm going to announce it again next Sunday. But if you are interested in being the, uh, in the sound booth, uh, working with the sound and the media, or if you're interested in playing an instrument and, or singing and things like that, uh, we're going to meet in the prayer room right over there after service. It's not next Sunday. It's the Sunday after that. Uh, just come in, and I will go over all kinds of different things on what the requirements are, when we practice, and all kind of things like that to see if you're still interested after all of that. Uh, and to, to join, we would love to have you. So if you, God has been moving on your heart and say, you know, I can sing, I want to sing. Uh, I can play an instrument, I want to play. You know, don't worry about it, how great you are at singing. Oh, yeah, things like that. There will be a tryouts, but this isn't tryouts. This is just a meeting to see if you're interested in, in being a part of the worship team. And we look forward, I look forward to seeing the new faces and the new people and seeing the new team come together and be a part of the family that we are, that we come and sing and play. Amen. All right. Well, Pastor is out of town. He's on vacation this week. So we do have a guest speaker this morning, which I'm excited to hear about what you have coming from fam from, oh, I said fam from, uh, from Youngsville. First Assembly over there. I love it over there. I love uh, Pastor Joe over there. I know him very, very well. And a lot of the people over there, actually, our worship teams do things together a lot. Uh, so we are excited to have a guest speaker. Brother Darrell, you come on up and let's give him a hand. Amen. Amen. Well, it's so good to be with you guys this morning. Let me, as I was up in the front worshiping, I didn't see what was going on behind me. You are a good looking group of folk. I'm glad to be in the house of God with you this morning. Anybody just excited about Jesus? Come on, can we give, give, give Jesus some praise? I'm going to pray. Uh, if you're tired of, I mean, Tiger just talked about it. If you're tired of praying, you might be in the wrong place. Because we're about to pray again. This morning, um, you know, when you have kids, you got to navigate the kids and the Holy Spirit, making sure you're here and 
and they pulling on you and, and the Holy Spirit is downloading on you at the same time. And uh, I was praying for you, praying for this house. And uh, the Lord just began to uh, lead me to pray some specific things uh, for this house. And uh, we're going to do that this morning. And uh, as a matter of fact, um, I have uh, our missions directors from First Assembly are here, Parker and Sheila. Let's put your hand up so they can see you. Parker and Sheila right here. And... Um, um, after we pray, uh, Brother Parker has a uh, prophetic word to share with this house as well. Um, hallelujah. I want to pray a few things this morning. I want to read some scripture. what the Holy Spirit had shared with me this morning. One is out of Isaiah chapter 43 verse number 18. It says do not remember the former things nor consider the things of old. Behold I will do a new thing and it shall spring forth. Do not consider the former things the things of old Oftentimes, it's the former things and the things of old that keeps us from pushing in into what God is wanting to do today, to do right now, do in this moment. We all want to see revival. We want revival to take place in our churches, revival to take place in our cities. And oftentimes, the issue is, is that we hold on to things that once was. And God is not in the once was. He's in the now. He's in what in, in, he is in what he is doing today, right? And so we get stuck in the past. We get stuck in the glory days. We get stuck in all, and, and look, stuck in good things. Come on, somebody. Good things. Remembering great things of all, great glory of all. But God is pouring out something new in this moment, new in this hour. And so we have to be where he, I want to be where he is not where he was. I want to be where he is. So I want to pray this morning because where you have been is great, but where you are going is greater. And he's in the greater. Would you extend your hands to heaven right now? Father, I pray right now for the forgetting of the old things, the former things, Lord God, moving out of that which was old, Lord God, and moving God and to that which is new, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that you are pouring out new wine, God. You are pouring out fresh wine, Lord God. You are pouring out, Lord God, your spirit in a fresh way, in a new way, God. And I pray today, God, for your saints, God. I pray for your people, Lord God, that we would move, Lord God, from the places of once was, Lord God, and into now. Now, God. Now, God, we move into now, Lord God. Revival, now, Lord God. Deliverance, now, God. Healing, now, Lord God. Destiny, now, Lord God. Lord God, we move into the new place, Lord God. 
And Lord, I pray, Lord God, for brothers and sisters, Lord God, who have been bound, Lord God, and stuck, Lord God, maybe stuck in the past, maybe stuck in pain, stuck in hurt, Lord God. Somebody did something or said something, Lord God, and now they've been chained to a past, chained to a history, God. I pray, Lord God, to the chain breaker, God, that Jesus, you would break every chain, Lord God. You would loose every chain, Lord God. You would cause your people to rise in this moment, God. Rise in this hour, Lord God. Not in once was, but in what you are doing now. And this is what I heard. Brother Tiger alluded to this. It's in Matthew chapter 13. 57 and 58, it says, So they were offended at him. And Jesus said to them, You know, they were offended at Jesus because of his wisdom and who he was. And he says, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his own house. And it says this, now he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Some translation says he could only do. So he did some things, but he could only do so much. Why? Because they were offended at the mighty works, things that they had heard, and the wisdom that was coming from him. If you read a few verses up. And it says he could only do, you're talking about Jesus, the healer, the miracle worker. What would stop him from doing, from going all out and doing? Unbelief and offense. Unbelief. And you know, it's just like the enemy to make us feel like we are justified in our offense. I have a right to be mad. I have a right to be angry. They said this, and they did this, and this happened, and that happened. I have a right to feel like this. And I'll tell you, my brother and my sister, we do not have a right. And when we walk in offense, what we do is we, we turn off the faucet. We turn off the spigot of miracles, signs, and wonders. God, why are you not moving? Why are you not doing what we desire to see? Like Brother Tiger said, we're praying and we're believing. Why? Maybe there's unbelief too. Maybe there's offense. And I want to tell you, no matter what you're experiencing, I know what it's like to be heard in the house. I know what it's like to be walking and knives thrown at my back. I know what that feels like. And yet, I have no right to walk in that. You know, I reminded him in Joshua. Right before they took Jericho, they actually lost a battle. And they lost a battle because they were not all unified. They were not all unified. And it wasn't until they got on one accord that we now see what happened in Jericho. Even if one of you are in disagreement, one of you are in pain, one of you are in offense, not many signs and miracles 
things can be hindered. Can we release some stuff today? Can we do that? I, I want you to be comfortable, but I want you to be uncomfortable too. Can you stand up? Because we can't afford to stay where we've been. There's more. Your destiny, what God has destined you to do in this earth, is waiting on you. This church, what God wants to do in you through this church, is waiting on you. He's done what he needed to do. He died, was buried, rose again, now at the right hand of the Father. What, well, Father, what did he tell the disciples before he left? I have now given you what? All authority. He's not, he's wait, it's on us. It's on us. It's, it's almost like a dare for one of you to, 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 to be ablazed. You don't have to wait on anybody. Let one of you, you ever seen some, if somebody, I've seen this, now this is dangerous, don't do this. But if somebody, somebody leave a, a trail of gas and they light that thing at the end, that thing just takes off. Don't wait for somebody to get on fire. Be the fire. Blaze the trail. You're not waiting for your pastor. You're not waiting for your leader. Heaven is waiting on you. Who will step out? Who will blaze the trail? Who will blaze a trail in the darkness? Who will leave that which is familiar? Who will say, God, everything that you've placed in me, God, everything that you have given me, everything that you're doing in me, God, light it ablaze, Lord God, and I will go in the darkness, and I will be a light in the dark place. I will be a beacon of hope and light in dark places. It says that John came to be a witness to be a witness to the light who will be a witness to the light who will be a witness to his glory even you guys y'all are some of the youth yeah yeah a seed even you guys there is nothing nothing hindering you no adult no leadership you can be all that you want to be in him nothing can stop you you can be the light in the darkness of your school you can be the light in the darkness of your family you can be the light in the darkness of your city you you are the Daniels and the Davids that God has put in the city you guys from generation to generation God is calling us to go further, to go deeper, and we can't let the sins that so easily beset us and throw us off keep us from doing and going and being. I'm done talking about revival. I'm done talking about it. I just want to be it. I just want to be it. I'm done talking about it as if it's some myth or something to happen in the future. I'm telling you, people of God, it is right now. Stop talking about it and be about it. You ever been around somebody, they talk about the things of old or what, what happened once, 
and that generation and that pastor and those people and what happened once then I'm done with talking about it. it's like talking about Michael Jordan in the 90s I love MJ to me he's the greatest basketball of all time basketball player, but I'm done talking about him he don't play anymore we are next we are in the game we are the one that's dribbling the ball we're the one that's shooting can you be encouraged by the past yes the past history what has been done should encourage you to know that what has been done can be done again it can be done greater can be done bigger and more massive but i'm done talking about it either you're gonna be on fire and blaze or you're not i want to be on i just want to blaze bro I just want to be on fire for the things of God. I just want to be around people who are on fire for the things of God. I am done hanging with people that all they do is put water on my flame. They put blankets on your flame. They have nothing good to say. They have nothing good to do. All they do is, that's cute, your little fire is cute. They put water on you. They put water on you by the things that they say, the things that they do. They put water on you. I'm telling you, do not fellowship with darkness. Do not fellowship with people that put flames out by their words and by their deeds. Get around some saints that are on fire for the things of God. Get around some saints that all they want to say is thus saith the Lord. Get around saints that all they want to do is talk about thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Surround yourself by those people. People that will pull out pull out what is in you no longer can we allow pain and unbelief and offense be like an anchor around our ankles keeping us from the high call of Jesus Christ extend your hands to heaven I want to pray for you right now come on just begin to lift up your voice in prayer right now right now Right now, Father, I thank you today, God. I thank you today, today, God. And I come against and bind the spirit of unbelief, Lord God. I bind, Lord God, the spirit of offense, Lord God. I bind, Lord God, every word curse, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we come against it, Lord God. Lord God, I pray, Lord God, every demonic spirit and every demonic assignment, Lord God, that has been released through words, Lord God, that has been released through offense, we break the back of the enemy in the name of Jesus. And we declare healing, God. I declare the healing ointment of heaven, Lord God. May the blood of Jesus flow, Lord God. May the blood of Jesus heal every wound, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that wounds, Lord God, turn into scars, Lord God. Because scars represent healing, God. I thank you, Lord God, for healing, God. I thank you, God, for scars, Lord God. Scars mean I did not stay in my pain. Scars mean that I did not stay in my hurt. But scars mean that I have accepted the healing I have walked out healing I have believed in healing I have declared healing I thank you God I thank you for this body Lord God you've called this body Lord God there are our pastors and teachers and preachers and evangelists Lord God business people Lord God you've called them to be anointed in the marketplace Lord God 
Father, you've called them to be, Lord God, anointed wherever their feet tread upon, in the classroom, Lord God, in their families, Lord God, in government, Lord God. I thank you for life, church, Lord God. I thank you for life, church, Lord God. Complete the work that you've began in them, Lord God. Complete the work that you've began in them, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, for fire, God. For fire, Lord God. Come on, just begin to thank the Lord right now for fire. Tell the Lord right now, Lord, a fresh fire. Set me a fresh fire, Lord God. May there be a fresh fire upon my life. May there be a fresh flame upon my life. Father, right now, God, I pray a fresh flame of fire in their belly, Lord God. May the rivers of living water flow from them, Lord God. May the rivers of living water flow from them, Lord God. Rivers of living water. Rivers of living water flow. 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 It's time to get uncomfortable. It's time to be it's tired. It's time to get uncomfortable with being comfortable. It's time for you to move out of your seat. Move out of your place of comfort. Move out of your familiar place. The Lord says, I am not in what you know. I am not in what's familiar. I've moved. And I need you to move with me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, God, that Life Church is on your mind, Lord God. Life Church has been on your mind, Lord God. Life Church, Lord God. Lord God, you desire to do a great thing through this body, Lord God. You desire, Lord God, to bring people in and send them out, Lord God. Bring people in and send them out, Lord God. The best has yet to come, Lord God. The best has yet to come here, Lord God. That this is a house and a hub of freedom and liberty. I thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. If you guys would look at me, Brother Parker, would you come share? For don't you know you're on one of the oldest and mainest the main street of this town and you were planted here for a purpose and a reason for the enemy has tried to block this flow that comes from the river from my throne but he is defeated he is defeated for as it says in Psalms 1, as you meditate on my word both day and night, I will prosper you. I will prosper you. You're like a tree planted by the rivers of living water. And this living water will flow out of you and flow out of this church. For your name is even prophetic. It's life. And new leaves will sprout and fruit will come forth from this church for you're on the main artery but press against the enemy put on the good armor and fight this fight for you are here for a purpose to flow to have this river of life flow 
down this artery of this vein of this city to bring it from death to life hallelujah said the lord hallelujah. hallelujah wonderful well you may be seated thank you guys praise the lord praise the lord Thank you, God. Amen. You know, I had much to share with you this morning, but I really, um, feel led to just, uh, you know how you can build some things out and, or you can just jump right on into the thing, right? I don't want to hang out on the side of the pool. We're just going to go ahead and get right. I like hanging out on the side of the pool. You can kind of get the temperature of a place, and then you put your toe in, and you can jump right on. We're just going to jump right on in. I have two points um, to drive home, and then I want to pray. I, I really feel, and, and it's, it's just the spirit of the Lord this morning. Brother Tiger mentioned it this morning. I, I um, Thank you, bro. I, I, there is a strong pressing in my spirit for prayer this morning. So um, I'm going to get in and out of these two points so that we can do some prayer. I think that many of you, or I'm hoping that many of you will press past where you are and come get some prayer this morning for where you're going, right? I, you, you, it's, it's not where you are. It's where you're going. God is, you know, he brings us in. He saves us by his blood cleanses us, sanctifies us, because sanctification is a continual process. He, he justifies us, sanctifies us, so that we can just sit right here? Nah. So that he can send us. And there's a sending anointing in this house. There's a sending anointing upon you to be sent out into the things that God has called you to. Whatever that is, whatever that looks like, but I'm just, I'm telling you now, church, I'm in a place where, you know, I, I know many of you probably heard this before already. You know, there are many gifts and talents and anointings where? In the grave. In the grave. And I'm here to tell you now, I have made a decision within the last few months that what God has deposited in me will never see the grave. It will never see the grave that I will pour out everything that he has poured in me before I take my last breath. So that when I hear those words, good and faithful servant, I will hear them knowing that, well, man, there was a little bit left in the tank and I wish I would have, I wish, and I, and I didn't because of this. I have no excuse. When you read through scriptures, you did not read a people that was looking to find their purpose and looking to find the plan of God on their life. They went. You see in Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, you see early, you see early, early on when, when, when God touched the lips with the, uh, the, Isaiah's lips with the coal from the altar, what was Isaiah's next response? Woe is me, Lord. Woe unto me, Lord. He didn't get his lips touched with the coal and then begin to ask God, well, God, what is my purpose, God? What is, what, 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 what is the plan? That, that is worldly talk. 
Because the Father implants into his people his purpose and his plan. Now, are there specifics that goes with that? Absolutely. But you know what the number one mission for you and I, Matthew 28, 19. Go into all the world. Make disciples. Baptize them. Teach them to obey my commands. That is the mission. Now, are there, does the mission get tailored to each person to look a specific way, to do a specific thing? Absolutely. But that's the mission. And then he gives you purpose. There's, there's talents and giftings he places in your life to be able to do the things that he's called you to do, to be able to fulfill the mission. So as saints of God, we don't, we don't need to go to this and that, trying to find purpose. The master gives the purpose at the very beginning. I want to read, if you have your Bibles with you, we're going to read out of Mark chapter 8, verse 22 through 26. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Matthew chapter 8, verses 22 through 26. Let's see here. Then he came to Bethsaida, and they brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes and he put his hands on him, he asked him, do you see anything? And he looked up and he said, I see men like trees walking. Then he put his hands on his eyes again and made him look up and he was restored and saw everyone clearly. Then he sent him away to his house saying, Neither go into the town nor tell anyone in the town. What I wanted to talk to you about, and I'm scaling this all the way down to just the text, is the art of not knowing. Not knowing. Jesus leads the blind man out of Bethsaida. Here's what you need to know, and here's what I found out working with um, those that navigate, have to navigate um, in, uh, in blindness is that they can survive their environment as long as nothing is moved. A blind person can survive by what they know. The problem with that is you become trapped by what you know. You don't need vision, hear me? You don't need vision when you have tradition. You don't need vision when you have religion. You get trapped in something you know. I'm a hospice chaplain. We live in a community that is probably, at least it feels like, not saying that that's the, the case, but it feels like we live in a community that is probably 97 or 98% Catholic. <laughs> it feels like that to me. <laughs> Might not be true, but it feels like that. 
And those brothers and sisters are trapped by their religion. They're trapped by what they know. So, if, so, so it's like a house. I can't see. but I know that in my house, this is a sofa here. There's a table here. There's a coffee table here. And I can navigate those things because I'm familiar with those places. I can navigate that. I can walk. I know when I need to step aside because I do it every day. Oh, it's a coffee table here. Let me come two steps this way, one up. I know I can go around it because I'm familiar. I'm familiar with that place. And what happens is people that become familiar with certain things and places get trapped in those places. You become trapped by what you know. And Jesus leads the blind man, this blind man out of his tradition. The problem is not your vision, it's your environment. So in the environment that you're trapped in, there becomes no expectation, no drive, no power, no creativity, no release, no freedom. And here's the truth for you and me. You have been in Bethsaida long enough. You have been in a place that has been familiar to you long enough. It's the problem. It's part of the problem when you've been in a place. Whether it's been, a, you ever been on a job, somebody, it doesn't happen too much these days because in today's time, nobody stayed at a job very long. You probably have to go to the generation, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I fall in the millennial generation. Right? So what's before the millennial generation? It was, it's X. It's, it's, it's X. We probably have to go to X and probably the boomers to go into a place where um, being loyal to a job is a thing. Now they talk to you wrong, look at you wrong, bro. I'm out. I'll go down the road. I work in the healthcare industry. Let me tell you something. I did not know, Look, if I wasn't going to be... A pastor, I'll probably move into the healthcare industry because it's just a job around every corner for a nurse. I see nurses, and no hate on nurses. We need our nurses. I love nurses. But if you're a nurse, you know. They talk to you crazy, I'm going down the road. They say, you, you said what? Oh, I'm on my application. Girl, I'll see you. I know. I, I, we got any nurses in the house? Anybody? No? Okay. Oh, you, you're a nurse sister? Okay, so you know, you know. Am I telling the truth? You know, okay, all right. <laughs> but what happens is we become trapped in places that are familiar. And when things become familiar, you lose expectation. You lose creativity. You lose power. You lose the uh, freedom and relief because it's familiar to you. So you come when you when you when you when you've been somewhere. That's going. That's, that's why I was talking about being on a job 15, 16, 20 years. You wake up every morning, punch in. You know what to do. Nobody have to tell you anything. I've been doing this for 20 years. I'm familiar with the place. Now I don't think outside of the box. I don't think how can I make this better. I don't think what God wants to do here. I don't think you know uh, what this place could be. What I do is I get locked in to how it was on my first year. Locked in to how it was five years down the road. Locked in to where it was 10 years down the road. I lose the release for creativity because I'm familiar with this. And God is not in your familiar place. 
God is a creator. He is constantly creating. He is constantly moving. He is constantly doing a thing. Why do you think there, there are important, the importance of altars? People raised an altar when they had an encounter with God so that they could do what? Remember. Not so that they could stay at the altar and live there. There have been religions created off of encounters with God, and God ain't even there no more. You have whole denominations created off of a moment. And they try to relive that moment over and over again. And God ain't even there. He did that in Broussard. Now he's doing something new in Youngsville. Now he's doing something new in Lafayette. Now he's doing something new in Abbeville. I'm stuck in Broussard. Because what he did in Broussard was good. Oh, it was good. What he did at that church, it was powerful and mighty. It was good. And when we see the goodness of God, you know what it does? It lets us know who he is and what he can do. And that what he did here, he's going to do there. And he's going to do even greater down there and even greater there. But what happens is we get stuck in familiar places. And it's time for us to cut out everything that we are used to. It's time to leave everything that is normal to us. Everything that is normal, everything that you're used to, everything that you're familiar with when it comes to church, it's time to move forward. Last week I heard from the Lord, Daryl, I've called you and I'm assigning you to champion my church. But I like getting fresh assignments from the Lord. And part of that assignment is making sure that the body of Christ doesn't get stuck in the days of old, that we celebrate it and we know what he does and he know, and know what he can do, but know that God is pushing things forward in our city, pushing things forward in our community, and I don't want to be where he's not. I want to be where he is. There's a song that, I, that, that, that a preacher sang a long time ago. It says, God, whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. Don't do it without me. I want to do this with you, God. I want to be where you are, God. I want to celebrate where you're celebrating, God. I want to be where you, I want to worship where you are worshiping. I, wherever the spring of water is, God, that's where I want to be. Not just where you was. I want to celebrate where he was. I want to remember what he did. It was a year, was it last year? Last year, I think, we celebrated 70 years, First Assembly. We celebrated 70 years of ministry, going back to Pastor King. 70 years. Here is the danger. We can celebrate 70 years, but we can't stay there. If we stay there, we'll die. We'll die. So we have to march forward because God is in the, in the forward movement. God rest his soul, Pastor King is in the grave. The other pastors before him have moved on to do other things. We can't stay where they were. We have to keep moving forward. 
or else we'll die. Anything that is not moving, that is not growing, is what? Is dying. So Jesus brings the blind man out of a familiar place out of a place that he's always known, out of a place that he's been familiar with, out of a place that he was comfortable with, out of a place that that's all he has ever known. And Jesus, point number two, brings him out to give him a miracle that he could never get in Bethsaida. Jesus brings the blind man out of a familiar place. He brings him out of a place where he would have never got his miracle. See, the problem with the body, part of the problem, and I'm part of the body, so I'm going to just say us. I'm not saying them. Say us. Is that we want our miracle where we stand. We want our miracle where we're comfortable, right? So God, give me the miracle back here, God. I I I want it back here. Sorry, sound people, if I mess you up. Do the miracle out here. I don't want to take the step of faith and come to the fore and come forward. Not because coming forward is gonna is is something. It's it's faith coming forward. It's faith saying I'm not gonna stay where where I was. I'm coming out of that place because I believe God. That as the minister says, come forward for prayer for whatever he says, come forward for. I'm coming forward in faith. My faith, faith has to be in movement. Faith has to constantly be in movement. And Jesus brings the blind man out of a stagnant place, a place that he's been trapped in all his life. He brings him out of the city, out of Bethsaida to heal him and do a miracle in his life that he otherwise would have never gotten. Church, it's time to move out of what's familiar, what you know. You know what we know? We know three songs and some preaching. And y'all worship good in here. That's like an hour. I like that. That's what we know. We know a couple of songs, some preaching, open up altars, let's go home. Like Brother Tiger said, we got to turn off the clock, man. God is trying to do something, right? Your favorite restaurant going to be waiting for you. I promise you, we live in America. Ain't nobody in here starving. And I don't say we don't, I know we have a homeless community, so I don't mean no disrespect. But it's amazing how the place that has my W-2 can keep me all there all day and all night. I can stay at work all day and all night. But when it comes to the house of God, preacher, you better hurry up. You better get that word off, brother. You didn't sing too many worship songs this morning. I gotta, we, gotta get, we gotta get the kids ready. We gotta get them ready for bed. But let the job say you're working an extra six hours, extra three hours. You shall be there. So your check in heaven has been cut short. You got overtime on your earthly check, but your heavenly check, brother, is short. So when you get there and you see your house is missing some things, don't start complaining because you clocked out when God was still moving. God was still moving and you decided, nah, I'm going home. You ever did that to you? I, 
I know ain't nobody did that and still kept a job. Um, uh, Brother Parker, I need you to stay a couple, uh, three more hours. We're going to work on that project. And, uh, no, I'm going home right now. My, my wife, my family, they, they, I got to put the, the kids down. It's, it's time. Now, I know that nobody ever did that and kept a job. You was ready to quit. You did that. You know, it, it, was, it, was, it was done. And that's what we do in the body. We put God on a timer. We come in here and it's, let's hurry up and let's do some things and let's go and thank the Lord. We post it on social media and it's all good. And God is looking for people that's going to press in and press into him and press into the things of him and press into his spirit and say, God, I am, Lord God, I will meet with you, Lord God. I have come into this house with great expectation. We don't receive when we come into the house of God because there's no expectation. You ever went to a football game? And you was just silent, and you were just your hands was folded. You didn't expect anything. You didn't expect the touch. Now that's a rough year for your football team if that's how you walk into a stadium. You didn't expect the football, you, uh, 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 a touch that you didn't expect anything. I'm just here to watch them run back and forth on the field. That's how we come into the. I'm just here to watch the preacher get go hoarse. I'm watch, I'm here to watch the, the the singer sing, and they sound great, and it's anointed. No expectation. And that's why we don't receive anything when we leave. Because when we come into the house of God, we come into the house of God and to the manner and level that we pour out will be to the manner and level that we receive. The woman at the well had no idea. She thought that she was going to the well to get water, but there was a well sitting on the well. She went and she got her, she thought she was going to get regular water, but Jesus, the well was sitting on a well. Living water. Living water. She thought it was a normal day. It was a regular day. I'm going, I'm going to fill up my pail. And then she ran into Jesus. What in the world Jesus doing at the well? He didn't have a bucket. He didn't have a pot. He didn't have anything. Brother, what are you doing at the well? The well was sitting on a well. Because Jesus had her in mind knowing, knowing that if she partake of the living water, of the living water, that she would never thirst and she would never hunger again. We have to get thirsty for the living well. We got to get thirsty. Part of our issue is we're not hungry and we're not thirsty for the things of God. We know tradition. We know how to do this. You hear me, church? We know how to do this. We know. You come here, you know. You know how to do this. And when you know how to do something, there's no expectation for nothing greater. And so we have to, we have to decide to move. We have to move out of this stance. Move out of what we know. Move out of what is familiar to you, what is familiar to me. So this is what I mean. I wake up. Yes, I know I'm coming here. I'm coming to church this morning. But that's not when I start worshiping. No, 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 no. I'm not, I come here ready to worship, right? Because I've been worshiping at my house. 
I've been worship. I had the music blaring before I even got here. I was worshiping out of my spirit when I was brushing my teeth. I was worshiping out of my spirit when I was putting my pants on. I was worshiping out of my spirit when I told my children, hold on, y'all too much this morning. Come on, give me some time. I was worshiping in my spirit before I ever got here. So now Justin didn't have to strum the guitar so hard and so often because he tried to get y'all to come along. He ain't waiting on you. The pa pastor Bob, pastor, he's not waiting on you. You come here ready. I'm, I'm ready. I, you know what ready look like? I got three little ones. This is what ready look like. And y'all with kids, and some of y'all may be old and grown now, but you remember these days because I, I, mine are 10 and under, and they always hungry. <laughs> always. I don't, bro, I'm a big man. I'm working on my weight right now. These kids are always hungry. I don't understand it. My wife went to go spend some time with some friends other, uh, yesterday or the day before. Daddy got it. I got it. Cook up the breakfast. Ain't nothing to it. Got the sausage. Got the eggs ready. Bam, bam, bam. On the table. They eating my time. I get my stuff situated to eat. I sit down. They asking for something else. Right? Can I get some water? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to get the water. Got the water. Bottle. It's all good. They finished eating. I'm just starting mine. Obviously, what I put on their plate wasn't enough. So now they want to eat out of my plate. Right? All right, cool. Y'all, we could just eat this together. This could be a community plate. We'll eat together. It's all good, right? So we eating together. Bam, we done. All right, cool. Man, let me clean up. Because I'm a good husband. I'm going to clean the dishes. I'm going to wash the dishes, make sure that the kitchen is clean. All that about time I'm done, somebody is looking in my face for a snack. We just, I'm still full. I'm bigger than all three of y'all. How are y'all still hungry? I'm full. And it just progressed. My wife didn't get home till 2 o'clock, and I was like, whew, girl, I'm glad you're home. Because they won't stop eating. They won't stop. I'm, I, I've been cooking. I've been in the kitchen. I understand you ladies. We've been, look, we've been in the kitchen all day. <laughs> God, I don't even remember why I was talking about that. <laughs> Jesus brings him out. To give him a miracle, he could have never gotten in a familiar place. There are no miracles in the familiar. There are no miracles in safe places. God is waiting for you in the unknown place of your life. God is waiting for you in the scary places of your life. God is waiting for you in your weakness. That's where he's waiting for you. We want to be comfortable and in safety. God, the blessing going to happen, right? This is the water. Mm, nah. But it's not until you just go ahead and you get off into that water, into an unsafe place, an unfamiliar place, where the miracles, signs, and wonders upon your life begin to take place. Because getting out on the water is scary because we don't know what's out here. Right? I can control everything up here. 
I know this. I know the boundaries. I know the parameters. I got food up here. Is water up here? Is safety up here? My mortgage is paid. My car is paid for. My family is taken care of. But when I come out here, I really don't know because now I really have to trust him. And I really have to believe when I come out here. But this is where he is, and this is where revival is. It's out on the water, baby. It ain't up in your safe place. It ain't in your familiar place. It ain't in the things you know. It's out here on the water. And those who dare to come out on the water, you'll lead revival. You'll lead the people of God. You'll be a beacon of light in your family. You'll be a beacon of light and your community, your business, whatever it is that you got going on, when you jump out in the water with God, you learn things out on the water in in the unfamiliar place that you would have never learned in your safety. It is not until you come out here and start swimming with him and start walking with him and start trusting in him. And it's not until that moment where you understand, you start to understand trust and you start to understand that he is Jehovah Jireh, my provider. He is the healer. He is the deliverer. It's not until you come up out of your boundaries. So my challenge to this body, my challenge to the body, wherever the Lord sends me, wherever the Lord asks me to, to open up my mouth, is to challenge the body of Christ to move out of places that are familiar to move into the scary place, the places that you don't know, the places where you don't know. Because that's where he is, waiting for you, waiting for me. That's where your destiny is. Your destiny is not in the safe places and in the familiar places. And the Lord is ready for you to pick up your bed and lead you out of what's always been familiar to you, the places you've always known, the places of your comfort and stability, and find comfort and stability in him. That's where he is, church, in the unfamiliar place. And what happened to the blind man? He was healed. It took Jesus. No, and I love this. Not just Jesus. Because when the scripture started, it said that his friends brought him. And they begged Jesus to heal him. I am your friend that is begging you or begging him to bring you out of places that have been familiar so that you can walk in your destiny and walk in places that you've never been before. And that's the type of friends that we need, amen? Amen. Friends that will beg the Lord on our behalf to heal us, to deliver us, to set us on fire. So this morning I want to pray. I said all that so that we can pray. Because you can't stay where you've been. I don't know anything about what y'all got going on here. 
but I know you can't stay where you've been. I don't know any intimate details of what's happening in this body. All I know is my pastor loves your pastor, and I'm here. That's all I know. Outside of that, I know that you have to move out of what's been familiar. You can't wait for your pastor. Not that you're waiting for him. But what I'm saying is oftentimes we just wait for our man of God. Instead of, hey, linking arms with our man of God and saying, hey, let's go. Let's do this together. Let's go. Our pastors need encouragement because they're yet men anointed and called of God. But can we raise their arms up? Can we raise their arms up when they're tired and when they're struggling? Can we raise their arms up? And I'm, I'm saying we cannot stay where we've been. That you have to partner with what God, you call this place home? You partner with Jesus and your pastor and go where God is calling you to go. Because where you've been, you got to, we, we, we can't stay here. We can't stay here. Are you ready to move? Anybody? Okay. Would you stand with me? Because we're going to pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, this message is not a, and I'm not even really praying, I'm just talking. This is not a, a life church message. This is a message to the church. That we got to go. And what I'm saying to you, I've already said to myself, I'm done with the politics of church. And look, there's politics everywhere, right? It's on your job. <laughs> look, it's in your family. Look, jockeying for who's going to be the family? <laughs> it's in your family. I am done. That's, that's not the life that God called us to. Jockeying in church? Poli the politics of church? I'm done with that. And I can say that because I've been on that side. I've been in those rooms. I'm done with that. The only thing that I'm interested in is thy kingdom come. That's it. That's it. And what happens is we get entangled in so much nonsense and so much drama because we have a real enemy right we have a real enemy that the bible says that is roaring like a lion going to and fro to see whom he may devour and oftentimes we become an easy target but we have to begin to make up in our hearts and our minds i'm not interested in any of that god i'm interested in what you're doing I believe this with all my heart that God's spirit 
places people in certain ministries to birth certain things, to be a blessing, to receive, but to be a blessing. I am at serving where I'm serving now because I believe that God assigned me and my family to be there in this season of our life. And Ecclesiastes says what? There's a time and season for everything, right? Will me and my family always be there? I don't know. That's not my concern. See, I don't concern myself with what corporate is doing. Amen. <laughs> corporate. I, I'm, when you are a surrendered vessel, you don't make the decisions. He makes the decisions. Right? When you're not surrendered, you make your own decisions. But then you're not in the will of God. The vessel that is surrendered, he makes the decisions, right? So if he doesn't say, Daryl, it's time for you and your family to go. It's time for you and your family to do this. If he doesn't say it, then guess what? My feet are planted by the water. And no matter how hot the fire may get, I'm there knowing that my God is going to cool me off. He's going to, keep, he's going to be the fourth person in the, come on, come on, come on. And because he's in there, I'm not going to smell like the smoke. The fire won't consume me. Come on. I can be in the lion's den and won't be getting eaten up. Why? Because he assigned me to be where I'm at. Look, I don't even know why I'm talking about this. I'm saying, no, I do, because I understand church and the things that throw us off. And when we get caught up in the things that throw us off, we can't be in thy kingdom come. Nobody's really can be focused in on the revival of a city when we're stuck in nonsense in the background. And so I'm praying and believing for the body of Christ to move out of the nonsense and into thy kingdom come move out of things that you can't control only you can give that those are the things that we can only give to God and get into go into all the world that that's the assignment from corporate go into all the world baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit teaching them to obey every commandment that's my assignment that's your assignment. That's something that we can do something about. The other stuff, we give it to God in prayer. So this morning, I want to pray. I want to pray for you. If you suspect that there is more in you than what you have received to this point, and you know that there is destiny and there is more that God wants to do in and through you, I want you to come to this front right now. Come on, I'm not going to beg you. I'm not going to do a song and a dance. If you know that there is more in you, because today is the day and the time is now. The time is now. And I can ask this. I can ask this because I've, I am standing. I'm right here. I'm right here with you. I'm just the one calling the altar. I'm right here with you. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to worship. We're going to do one song. And then we're going to, I'm going to lead us. I'm going to pray for us. But what's important is that you make a decision in your heart right now. I can't do that. The Lord is not going to do that for you. You have to make a decision in your heart that I'm going after destiny. I am not going to allow 
the little demons tear me apart I'm not going to allow, allow the assignment from the enemy to destroy what God wants to do in my life I won't do it I won't allow it I'm not surrendering to that I'm not submitting to that know that there is a destiny and there is a plan that God wants to fulfill through you why because Jeremiah says that what I knew you yet when you were in your mother's womb so we know that there's a purpose and a plan God is purposeful about everything so your destiny is at stake and you have to determine not to leave this earth with the treasure that God has placed in you to be released so we're gonna worship and while we're worshiping you're making the decision in your worship to not let the past or things that's happening in the present keep you from thy kingdom come can we do that in worship right now you are love you bring light to the darkness you give hope you restore you reheart that is broken great are you give life you are love you bring light to the darkness you give hope you restore every heart that is broken And our lungs, so we pour out our praise, pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise to you, only Lord. Great are
in our love so we pour out our praise pour out our praise it's your bread in our so we pour out our praise, we pour out praise, it's your bread and our loves. So we pour out our praise, pour out our praise, it's your bread and our loves. So we pour out our praise to you. will cry and these homes will see praying on you Lord and all the earth will shout your praise and our hearts will cry these homes will see Yes, God. Great are you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Come on, let's keep telling them. Come on. One more time. One more time. Great are you, Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Great yeah, yeah. you, Lord. Yeah. yeah, release that prophetically. Just we're gonna release that prophetically in the room. Come on. Great are you, Lord. Over your family, over your family, over your family. Yes, you are God. Great are you, Lord. Over your children, over your children, hallelujah. Great are you, Lord. Over this church, over the leadership, over every family, hallelujah. Great are you, Lord. 
Suno na masina na mahie. Kona na masina na masie. Kona masina na mahina na masie. Come on, just lift up your voice to him. Come on, you're declaring in the earth. You're declaring it. You're declaring it. Every time you say, Great are your Lord, you're declaring it in the earth right now. You're declaring it over your family. Right now, God. Right now, God. Right now, God. Great are you, Lord.
with every hand extended to heaven I just want to pray for you and if I didn't get a chance to pray for you and you want prayer please come see me I'm going to hang out after service Father I thank you God that those that thirst and hunger for righteousness shall see you God and shall be filled Lord God I thank you today, Lord God. Father, I pray that today is a marker, a marker in the spirit, Lord God, a marker in the realm of the spirit, Lord God, of every life here, Lord God, declaring that we are people of destiny, that we will not be entangled with the plans of the enemy or by his assignments. But I pray right now, against every a demonic assignment and plan against your life and this church in the name of Jesus. I bind the enemy by the blood of Jesus and the power of his spirit. We bind you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. And I declare and decree today a loosing, a loosing of God's people, a loosing of power, a loosing of anointing, a loosing of miracles and signs and wonders in this place today, God. Father, I thank you for every leader and every pastor here today, God. Empower them, Lord God, to hear and to see what your spirit is saying. Give us wisdom and discernment and understanding, God. And I pray for every believer, Lord God. I thank you for the destiny that is on their life, Lord God, every gift and talent, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that today is the day. The Lord is saying today is the day. If he's told you to do something, today is the day. If he's giving you a book, write it. If he's giving you a ministry, begin to offer that up in prayer, but begin to take steps. Today is the day. Today is the day. And so, Father, I thank you for life, church. I thank you for the faithful body here, God. And I ask God today that you have your way in your people, God. I pray that you're glorified here, God. You bless this ministry. I pray that they do what you're doing, God. They speak what you're speaking, God. They pray what you have called them to pray for, Lord God. And I pray not addition, but multiplication here, God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, God. Father, I bless Pastor Bob and his wife today, God. Give them traveling mercies. But I bless them today, God. Continue to lead and guide them as they lead and guide this church. Undergird them, Lord God, and give them strength. Undergird the leadership here, the pastoral leadership, the lay leadership. Empower them. Strengthen them, God, that they may not grow weary in well-doing, but they run forward, Lord God, to the high call of Jesus Christ. We thank you, God. And may you be blessed today. 
in Jesus mighty name amen and amen
Who am I to deny what the Lord can? 